0: And hey there, hi there, ho there, and a gracious good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L Women's Sports. Certainly we have some things that have, I guess you could classify as late-breaking instant news this morning that we'll probably be spending a lot of time on the broadcast this morning is that being the Aspect of Haley Van Lith deciding to enter the transfer portal. In case you're from the planet Xenon or have been in a coma for the last three years, Haley Van Lith is the basketball player who was at the University of Louisville, was the heart and soul of a lot of the fans and and such and all that. And after three seasons of service to the Cards, has decided that she's going to take her ambitions elsewhere. So we'll get into much much more of that later on in the show. We do have a threesome on board today for the broadcast. Joining me for the show is uh, J- Jeff McAdams and also Case Hoskins. Uh, Jared's taking pictures of something somewhere. And uh, I believe Daryl's gotten a previous appointment lined up to do
1: she's something got, else. Uh, she's got the bets. Uh, her seasonal job has started. With, uh, that the is season. They've got a one o'clock home game today.
0: That's hoskins melodic voice you just heard pop in there who reminded me that yes keep her calendars <laughs> yeah
1: barely maintain my own
0: yeah she works uh yeah down at the, the working with the bad standard doing uh i guess that's a seasonal part-time job whatever but she certainly seems to like it a lot i think she does yeah. something with video control if i'm not mistaken i haven't been to see the bats in several yeah, years
2: then on yeah. camera operator should maybe move it up and do more production like production yeah production assistant yeah. or something
0: so good stuff have fun with that put up a picture of haley Van Lith this morning <laughs> as the fans walk in if you're doing such but uh, well, a lot of good things to talk about today in addition to that uh, but that will probably be the the, the first focus i would think fittingly so in the sport that draws the most attention at the University of Louisville, the player that draws the most attention at the University of Louisville women's basketball program is indicated that she is transfer portal and don't contact her. We'll get into the ramifications of that later on, but uh, I think it's probably okay to go in and get a little scheduling on Twitter then. Uh, (laughs) You know, probably not much their case, but have fun with
1: it. Uh, more than you think. Uh even even with our new just sticking with the, the women's sports, we've got quite a bit on the calendar. Starting with today, two of our fall sports are participating in spring events. Uh women's soccer is at Bowling Green. Um formerly known as Bowling Green State University. I think they dropped the state a few years ago. Uh but they're, yeah, they're on really? the... yeah, I think so. Because uh, it just lists as bowling green. Have, so yeah. um that is at noon today uh, up in Bowling Green, Ohio. Uh, they'll be back in town next week. I'm thinking about heading out to that one.
2: But It's still state. Still BGS. Is it still? Oh,
1: well, yeah. I, they've dropped it from like their logo and. Yeah, they like, probably de emphasized it a bit. Yeah. Uh, Trek is finishing up the Joe Walker Invitational um, in, hosted by Old Miss. That's an all day event today. Women's tennis in Tallahassee taking on Florida State. Uh, lacrosse is. Uh, that one's at noon. Lacrosse also at noon. It's a busy uh, noon hour today. I guess everybody wants to get early games out of the way today so they can return travel for the holiday tomorrow. Um, lacrosse in Blacksburg, Virginia at noon. Uh, no video listed for that one, oddly. Uh, softball taking on Notre Dame in game three of that series. They'll try to avoid a sweep. That one is at 2 p.m. It's on ACC Network, uh, the linear channel. And volleyball also on the road uh, in their spring match, second to last. They'll bring in Tennessee next week, mm-hmm. but they are uh, at Ohio State at 6 p.m. this evening. If that would be on anything, it'd be on Big Ten Network Plus, so shell out yep. $10
2: for one match. Yeah, it is Big Ten Plus, just to confirm. Uh,
1: that's all for women's sports till you get to Tuesday. Uh, softball uh, taking on our regional opponent uh, on the same night that baseball takes on uh Battle of the bluegrass but uh Louisville softball will be in bloomington taking on i u that is Tuesday at six p m unfortunately also likely a big Ten network plus event uh wednesday uh swimming it was in Westmont illinois in the tier pro series uh usually uh, a lot of u of l swimmers uh involved in those pro series events uh through the spring and summer to get prepped for whatever summer national or international championships that there are, uh, potentially to uh, try to qualify for the Olympics and the like. Uh, and lacrosse is hosting Cincinnati at the UofL Lacrosse Stadium at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. That one will be on ACC Network Extra. Women's golf starts the ACC championship in Greensboro on Thursday. The swimming event continues. Um, track is a split event next week they'll have a hosted event the jim freeman louisville invitational at cardinal park starting on friday i believe that's a two-day event and then the tom jones memorial in gainesville uh, half the team one way half the team the other women's golf continues the acc championship swimming continues their event women's tennis hosts boston college at 4 p.m on friday and softball brings in miami of ohio for a uh kind of mid season mid conference season um non conference uh tournament um hosting that with Miami that one i don't believe i mentioned the time is at 5 p.m. on friday um that does it for scheduling like i said still quite a bit on the schedule for the the spring season that we're in despite some of the the winter sports wrapping up Yes, yeah, sure. As for Twitter, I tweet is at best case scenario. Uh, my most recent tweet was asking a friend if Jennifer Lawrence could play point guard. Um, and that was before <laughs> today's news came out. So. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: There's got to be an angle there somewhere, Case. And I know you'll explain <laughs> that sooner or later because uh, yeah, I just don't see Jayla. Well, never mind. Boy. <laughs> uh,
1: Jeff tweets is at Jeff McAdams and at card couple radio. Polly is at cardinal couple. Uh, our two absentees daryl is at daryl faust Four, jared is at mr anderson jared and as always well i keep saying as always but you know with embeds being broken more and more <laughs> the right side yeah. of the right side of the cardinal couple website you can follow along with the twitter list of all the U of uh athletic pages mostly the women's athletic pages but uh, some of the, the some of them are combined well. yeah <laughs> but that'll do yeah. it that's that's what i got paul
0: very good very good and later on i'll be announcing that uh, i'll be foregoing my final year with cardinal couple <laughs> and I actually headed over to write for harry Lindsay at a new site he's starting called guys who were big in sports and the star has faded <laughs> we hope to have a very great website there about discussing uh, things like real estate and stuff like that uh yeah it was kind of put the whole day in perspective i I've had my cousin in town to do some testing to see if she would possibly be a candidate for me to actually help me through my receiving a kidney. And she had her testing over the last couple of days go very well, which we're very excited about. She's out of Seattle and was due to fly back this morning. So we, Sony and I and her bounced out of bed at four o'clock this morning. She was in a separate bed, by the way. Don't go anywhere else. Uh, got up. Everybody got ready. We went to the airport and dropped her off at five o'clock. Four or five thirty flight in West Bank. Yeah, and she was, she was had a spring in her step and was ready to go. She says, "Okay, yeah. no problem." They have flown extensively in their years, her and her husband. So it's, I guess it's old hat to her. But for me, it would be kind of a drag me into the terminal, kicking and screaming. No, it's too early. But anyway. So we uh, dropped her off, said goodbye, all the yada. She insisted that we not follow her down to the terminal. That's what was fine with me too. I mean, you know, we were happy to. But she said, "No, no, y'all go back and go to sleep." And that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we came back home, and I went back to sleep until about nine o'clock or whatever. And then woke up this morning to the news that uh, I guess this happened what around eight thirty this morning is my best time frame on this, guys. Am I? or that's when it broke it seemed to break yeah. it was a
2: little later than that but yeah it's about nine
0: but something like that uh, i just started i saw it through our kind of inline text system that the five of us use here the cardinal couple here where we exchange texts back and forth and stuff i want to say it was jared that brought that up but it may not have been it was it was jared and then then of course the comments flew in after that but uh, and we'll certainly get into a bunch of that though later on here. But uh,
1: I think people were ready to talk about it everywhere because uh, there were oh, yeah. already multiple comments about it on the site, and my article didn't come up until about an hour after yeah. the news broke.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of one of those deals where your first reaction, I guess, if you're a Louisville women's basketball fan and have been following the program for the, the for the last three or four years. Especially, it's kind of a punch in the gut to you. I mean, with the things that have transpired over kind of the last year with Sam Purcell leaving, taking some players with him, Peyton Verhoes leaving, others leaving, and stuff like that, uh, with the six or seven remaining players on the roster, Haley's name stood out in big, bold, black print. This is the one that everybody is concentrating on guiding the team for senior year. Uh, well, it's not going to happen now, folks. And so, uh, let's kind of just kick it around here a little bit. We had some great pre-show discussion, and I hope we can get back to that level of excitement again that we were talking about. But Case had to jump in and change his article this morning to add an, uh, you know, an update, buddy. Uh, yeah, what's, you know, your thoughts on this? Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's the surprise factor, I think, for a lot of people. Um, And we've had some rumblings throughout the season. We can't ignore uh, that things have not been uh, the rosiest for this team. Um, It seemed like maybe after some rocky early conference play that they started to gel more and and maybe things were changing. There weren't really a lot of whispers that uh, Haley wouldn't be there weren't many whispers that this was going to be her last season in in Red and Black, um, so it just kind of comes as a surprise that that she would transfer. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of difference with her having, um, she's going to be the the article already refers to it in the past tense on the Go Cards website, which I thought was a little funny, um, saying that she received her degree in May. I guess they just don't want to edit it uh, down the line whenever somebody looks at that article historically. Uh, <laughs> I but I guess that is a month in the future still, isn't it? Yeah, right I gra- about that. <laughs> graduation still quite a bit out. there's uh, yeah. still a couple of weeks before sure. finals, but yeah. I, there there should never be any expectation that someone is that is with ahead her, of schedule is not also going to graduate. Yeah, with graduate her academics, time. she's
2: gonna graduate. That's no big deal.
1: Right. So there's once you know that there's a little bit less shock i suppose um she's it, it looks more startling because she's in the transfer portal which is a scary word that everybody likes to throw around but officially she's going to be you know a grad transfer um so that is what it is uh yeah i mean my my initial reactions to how it is for women's basketball is not great right uh you know chrysalin carr was a grad transfer so she's going to be gone Mikasa Robinson has decided she's not gonna play anymore. She's gonna be entering the coaching ranks. Um you yep. know, Narika Kono, senior guard, Morgan Jones, grad transfer guard. Uh the the guard list is now a lot slimmer. Um was already going to be a lot slimmer and now without Haley Van Lith, uh will be slimmer still. So yeah, and I don't I, I don't know. i it seems easy to say in walls we trust, but it also seems a little uh, ignorant to some extent to to just kind of close your eyes to the fact that you look at the roster and you say who's supposed to be leading this team next year and where are points going to come from and not have a whole lot of answers.
0: And, and certainly, I think case with walls, yeah. Obviously, his coffee isn't going down too well this morning. He probably knew before this morning, okay, stuff like that, I'm sure. A lot of these players on the wall squad have what they call an end-of-season interview with coach. And it's done by a lot of college coaches where they sit down individually with each player that's, quotes returning and discuss several things. First of all, how do you think your season went? What things do you think you can do to improve on what you did? of all, Are you comfortable in the position you're in right now? I know those are three of the ones that Walls asked his players. So I can imagine what that conversation went with. And this only went down a few weeks ago. That's when Walls does all this. Did he know then? And has he been playing it close to the vest then? Did Haley know then? I've even had people say, hey, because you know what walls picked up that one girl in the portal that made Haley decide to want to leave. Okay. Let's, let's not get too ridiculous and sublime here. Jeff, uh, I'm gonna I to have this. opinions. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to give you the, your, the full floor here. I just want to read yeah. this, uh, this Jeff Walls statement first. Sure. And this is straight canned corn, but it's a, yeah. we thank Haley for her contributions to this program. This school and this community, she has done everything we have asked over the past three years, and we wish her the best in her college season and beyond. Okay, five. Uh, yeah, go to commercial. No, uh, Jeff, explain this madness to me here. What's going on?
2: Yeah, I. This is uh, this is surprising, just because nobody was really talking about it and and maybe necessarily expecting it, but I. I don't think it's shocking. Um, I I think a lot of times when you're looking at these transfer situations, you really kind of need to look at the person and try to understand what drives them and what motivates them. You know, sometimes we can get a good understanding of that uh, as a player on a team. Sometimes we can't because we're, you know, up in the stands separate from them. But what I know of Haley Van Lith is that she is a very ambitious young woman. Um, She has been driven her entire life to to push for the things that will lead her towards success, right? And this is exactly that. This is the next step for her in that exact playbook. Um, She has done quite well with NIL, name image and likeness money. Um, She is looking beyond that in my mind, uh, in my expectation here. Uh, She is looking beyond what's beyond NCAA NIL money uh, and a career beyond that. She has always been forward thinking about how to advance her, career, her, herself towards success. And this is just doing that. Um, my bet, and this is where I started with on the, on our group chat and I'll reiterate it here. My bet is that she ends up at some school that is in a major media or fashion market. She has shown a propensity towards being involved in fashion. Um, and that is something that she would probably be very good at. You know, add to this fact that she's a very beautiful young woman, right? And that factors into this. You know, it's not spectacular to, you know, heartwarming you talk about it, but it is part of it. Um, she will probably want to find some way to be involved in the fashion industry. Um, you combine that uh, with, you know, how do you get rich in the USA? It's not having a job that makes a lot of money. It's having a lot of money that makes a lot of money, Right. And that whole field is called finance, and her degree is that she is still in the future to get. But you know, talking about in the past tense, is in finance, right? She knows what she's doing here. This is this is that she's positioning herself in a in a in a bigger market to be able to leverage her her success into more success in the future. Uh, I commented on a Twitter thread. It's similar, I think, uh, to the playbook that Katie George used right. Uh, NIL money didn't exist when I mean, Katie George was here. So it wasn't about transferring to get on NIL money. Uh, but Katie took her, um, experience, her, some amount of celebrity here in Louisville, playing as a Louisville player in Louisville in volleyball. Also, again, a very beautiful woman. Uh, and part went, uh, from that took an internship and got hired on at WDRB. Right. Was there for a couple of years, moved to Milwaukee to work with the Milwaukee Bucks organization, uh, which was a wonderful move from a professional move to show that she's capable of doing stuff outside of uh, a local market or uh, and, and outside of the volleyball world, right? And then from there on to the ACC Network and the ESPN organization where, you know, so many doors opened at that point for her. And she's done so amazingly well with it. This is the same thing. Haley wants to move from the louisville market where she has a lot of celebrity now and move into another market where she, a bigger market more central market or you know mainstream market where she can get more that's what this is, is in my mind
1: it's business i think what you're saying is that she should transfer to the university of milan
2: <laughs> yeah well i i think she has some more uh some more to get out of basketball no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just holding uh, on to that but, joke. I, wait, yeah. I was waiting so, for yeah, it. Yeah. I pulled
1: hey, it up just it. to make sure what it was called. Like, I, did, I had, to, <laughs> had to get it in there. Yeah,
2: very good. No, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think ideally she would land in New York in her mind. Uh, but there aren't all that many uh, programs in New York City that are particularly good at basketball. We, I think we talked about St. Joe's, St. John's, uh, Fordham, maybe, right? Those are your big she basketball programs
1: back, in New York. Uh, City College of New York to, to dominance. Yeah, the only yeah. team to ever win the NIT and the NCAA championship in the same year.
2: Yeah, Um you know, I Just I wouldn't be surprised. Get
0: to New York City.
2: Yeah, it's not far. <laughs> it is possible, honestly. But you know, I w- I wouldn't be surprised she ended up at Miami. Uh, You know, Katie Myers could get another pickup like that. They had you know the Cavender twins last year. So it's, it's a similar thing for them and it's a bigger market and big in fashion. So that, or going out to like USC or UCLA in the LA area, which is obviously big in fashion as well. So, um, those are my expectations. USF.
0: A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. USF people, could be. Sure. And is a great coach down there. Yeah. Good He's guy. Wonderful things with the program down there and a wonderful yeah. guy to boot. Similar Very style as
2: Jeff, Jeff Walls, which, you know, we know she works well with, so
0: was always a great interview when they would come in here and play us in, in Big East days and such. Yeah, And knows his players inside and knows them yeah. quite well. Uh, that's a possibility. I remember back when we were recruiting Haley, Baylor and Kim Mulkey were in the picture right down to the very end. Okay. Is it a possibility that now Mal- Mulkey is now over at LSU, a fairly big but not great media market down there. But SEC fueled, and yeah. could it could be that she might possibly be going down there because don't forget, LSU just lost point guard Alexis Morris. Yeah, she's gone.
2: Could be uh, a good fit. I, I will note that her Instagram story yesterday showed her being in, in Brooklyn. So, okay. she's
1: not even in uh, spring. Break.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know,
1: spring break was like three weeks
0: ago. Yeah. Maybe so. you hit it on up there to go up there and uh, you know, I don't know, taking a Yankees game. Where, where
2: are those New York City schools? I don't I don't know where in New York City are there any of
0: them? Yes. Brooklyn. Because <laughs> what you can you have be to go on? to stores, maybe, or you know, Maryland's not too far away, I guess from there. I mean, you draw a big circle, you know, obviously not in the Atlantic anywhere, but uh, a two-hour radius around New York City, and I'm sure that you'll find. A lot of schools. St. John's is in
2: Brooklyn. Yeah, I was gonna say St. John's it. is in, in Queens. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, Peyton
0: Verrills with a very interesting comment as well this morning on Twitter. Of course, Peyton was really the first one that kind of pulled out that left us all kind of slack-jawed. But uh, to all the players in the transfer portal, talk to the players that have gone through the transfer process already. Because I promise you, as much as coaches talk to each other, players talk too. Piece yeah. of advice. Yeah. Don't look or listen to the same things you did the first time around.
1: Hmm. So, so, Interesting so, so, words. Peyton, Peyton saying, call me up. We got to talk.
0: Peyton saying, we need a guard at Oklahoma. Give me a call, buddy. Uh, but then the yeah. response is. And Twitter is so great about that, to to watch and see. Uh, and Carr fires in. Louisville is the place to be.
2: <laughs> Olivia Cochran's all in on Louisville for the yeah, sounds of our Twitter feed. Yeah.
0: And we had heard just the opposite a couple of months ago that Olivia was at the door. Yes, and now we're yes. hearing it. The Firewalls Brigade is in full force on Facebook. Great. Well, it's, it's, know, it's,
1: it's firing whatever. off on Twitter, too.
0: And, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, Stop it, people. Just stop it if you're one of those That's, that have been yeah, it, doing that. Just just leave that alone. Yeah. Jeff Walls is not going anywhere, okay? Have you forgotten all the things that he's done for this program over his past 16 or 17 years that he's been here? And now because of one incident, albeit you know a major news-breaking incident happening, now it's time to fire him. I mean, do you remember Asia Dor, Do you remember Meisha Heinz allen Do you remember Sam Fearing? Remember, Shoddy Shimmel. Do you remember Money Creed? Do not let your current angst over, admittedly, the best player coming back next year, leaving, to fire you into. Let's go ahead and get the tar and feathers out and storm the castle and yeah, find the evil insane. empire king.
1: I will. <laughs> it is. I, I will comment one thing that Keith Wynn has pointed out and. In- Uh, giving him the credit because i wouldn't know about it if it weren't for his tweets when they had the uh tournament poll of players um last month during the ncaa tournament maybe it was the elite eight and they asked players who like what coach would you rather play for what coach would you want to play for if not yours right none of the 70 players polled that could have listed walls did which is not saying anything i'm still very much on the stance that Jeff Walls is their coach for Lowell and should be and has not shown anything like that we are aware of just because players transfer I mean players transfer from everywhere all the time now it's not like that is the new reality that's not some thing to point out and look at <laughs> at Jeff Walls for it. but uh, just that is a data point that that gets filed away and people will draw uh, correlations Um, if they want to, but as a engineer, which is technically a scientist, I'm obligated to point out that correlation does not equal causation. So, it's just a it's a thing. That's the way it is, and that's just you know what happened. I mean, most of the players picked on Staley, so it's not like they picked the player or the coach that went on to win the championship either. So, (laughs) like it it just, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but that's where we are and we're going to see what happens. Mobile has six rostered players. Well, I don't know how five. many freshmen they have coming in. But I'm kind of shaded Curry, right? So yes. That's the fifth. Here's what you got, Case.
0: So, yeah. You got Cochran, you've got Russell, you've got Mobley, you've got Harris, and Curry. So, yeah, five. That is your U of L roster right now.
2: Noble has True. no freshman incoming freshmen? None. Get out. It's all transfer portal is coming in.
0: Louisville lost six players to graduation and five to the transfer portal. So, okay. technically, Walls would have been one over. Well, and of course, none of the transfers, the, the graduates couldn't have stayed. But uh, that yeah. is your Louisville roster now. Five players. You've got basically one guard or two guards in Curry and Russell, and then three front line players in Harris, okay. Mobley, and Cochrane.
2: Walls foreshadowed this, if you remember that you know, back earlier in the season where he talked about, hey, it's this the new normal is, you know, getting people out of the portal and putting a team together. He foreshadowed that. He's not wrong. You know, I I look at, you know, and it's not just in basketball, it's across sports. I look at, uh, you know, you have a volleyball team which has not done a lot of portal diving. uh, But, you know, we went to the championship game match and played against Texas who you know, six out of the seven starting players were portal transfers. So LSU's you know, national championship was one with portal players. Yeah, almost completely. Yeah, so it's it is the new normal. It is the way things are. It ultimately is probably better for the players. And volleyball uh, has to to. They haven't been a
1: team that's known to be made up of transfers, but the transfers they've landed have been very impactful ones.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, about two transfers a year is what we've had in volleyball the starting Uh, center has
1: been a transfer since katie george left
2: yeah yeah Uh, and you're right the the ones that we've had have generally been pretty impactful so yeah and you just got you know Tori Dilfer, anna stevens and uh raquel latharro you know wilma rivera uh wilma rivera in there as well yeah it's they've all been impactful uh important transfers just haven't been many of them
0: Yeah, it's certainly a frustrating thing in some aspects for some schools and a a boondoggle, wonderful thing for some schools, this transfer portal. I guess it all depends on which side of it you land on. Uh, Somebody's going to be very fortunate and grateful that they have received her services for I guess it's possibly one year. I doubt she tries to stretch it out to two years, but then again, we never know. Because yeah. I think she technically did. she's still covered over that COVID blanket, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff. we
2: could play a COVID year, so she does yeah. have two years of eligibility potential available. Yeah. yeah I, I thought yeah, that, that was very interesting. Seriously,
0: Jesus, gonna go ahead, Case.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I agree, Paul, that I doubt she will use it because uh, Lovell's article was not, it didn't mince words. It seems like, we, we've discussed, she she has a do not contact in the portal. So, she presumably already has a landing spot. Uh, Louisville's article is titled, Van List to Forgo Final Year of Eligibility at Louisville. But it's not, it yeah. wouldn't be her final year. She could play two more years here. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, there's knowledge there that she's not going to be extending her COVID year. Or just because she hadn't announced yet that she would, the assumption is that she won't. So, yeah, I, I think... She's gonna transfer somewhere. The more Jeff says it, the more he's trying to pull me to his side. That it, it's, it's not a basketball related move. Um, I mean, it is to some extent, right? Uh, she wouldn't be transferring out uh, if there was not some reason that she would want to transfer out, what, right? But
2: what year was the COVID year? It was it was the twenty twenty year, right? Yes. Yes. Was it, would, her, would her first season have been?
0: The year been. before that, because she played a year with Dana.
2: Yeah, uh, she's her first year was twenty twenty slash Which was was that the, the one that that wasn't the one that was shortened? It was 20, It was it ended at the ACC tournament in 2020. So 2019 right. she, twenty twenty. So twenty nineteen twenty.
0: Because she played at ACC. So was
2: it only year. fall twenty students that could
1: get the eligibility added?
0: I don't think so. I think it was the entirety. But once know. again, we'll find out more about yeah. that. I like, guess. Yeah. She road
2: she may the road. not have a COVID year, is what I'm saying. Who so knows? That may be legit. I don't know. I've lost yeah, track of yeah, where, it where it is, is. Yeah. Where,
1: where it lands. Because we know that yeah. the fall sports of the 2020 season could take the COVID year because they could choose to sit out. And many yeah. many yeah. of the fall sports were shoved around to the to the spring yeah. anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was almost completely shut down.
1: I don't recall how the uh, 2020 season was impacted from the the winter sports. We we'll started their season on November seventh, so not yeah. really so impacted we, by more than a, yeah. a week or two.
2: <laughs> we played in the NCAA tournament. Haley's freshman year, right? Correct. Maris, Northwestern, Oregon, Stanford. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't think she has the. I think it was the year before that that were the people that picked up the eligibility. Yeah, maybe. So.
1: Uh, uh, What schedule is... Oh, this is the wrong schedule here. Hang on. I opened the schedule from the 2020 season, but it automatically sent me to the new schedule. Hang on. Yeah. Louisville started their season, yeah, on November 25th. So two weeks, two to three weeks after they would normally have started it, but still in November. Still had non-conference games before the conference season started. So it was largely unaffected for winter sports. So it may be yes, that only the fall of 2020 sports were impacted by COVID eligibility.
0: Yeah. One of the areas that Haley liked to, and I assume will still probably frequent a lot, is Instagram. Yeah. And her Instagram statement, uh, I guess maybe 20 minutes ago, that Eric Crawford was nice enough to put up on Twitter was, Haley Van Lith, it's been an honor over the last three years to have had the opportunity to pour my passion and heart into Louisville. The city has impacted my life in so many ways and helped shape me into the person I am today. The Louisville community has given to me selflessly. I will never forget your unwavering support. I look back at my time at Louisville with nothing but joy and gratitude. She goes on to say this community will always be a part of my family and i'm forever grateful for my time here if you've got instagram you can also look at some pictures that she put up that were favorites of hers uh and i've been able to add a couple as well that Jared i think took on facebook and, and twitter comments but yeah okay so that's out there. And then, of course, the public reaction is people are like, you know, somebody get Wallace on the phone. What's going on here? No. Olivia but... strikes that, and I'll, I'll give you the floor in just a second here. Yes. Case, let me go ahead and get this Olivia Cochran statement out. Uh, Nothing is going on in life is great here. Nothing is going on in life is great over here. And I'm not sure if I quite understand that one, but... Uh, she also goes on to say before y'all start talking crazy please don't be coming for my coach or my friend watch what y'all say because i'm not even playing with your games today (laughs) so olivia standing up for what Haley's done and also standing up for the program so you know that's yeah okay
1: so I, I i was just gonna say that her that instagram post Reads like a player that would be graduate, like doing a graduate transfer, just like any normal player doing a graduate transfer, or a player that is like announcing that they're advancing to the next stage in their career. So, as Jeff has alluded to multiple times, this feels less like a basketball move getting out of Louisville, you know, making a change because she doesn't want to play here anymore, and more like I'm advancing to the next stage in my career. And it just so happens that that is going to include a transfer with NIL being what it is now, instead of just going pro or whatever.
0: And Jeff, there are a lot of people that are saying that Louisville is woefully behind in NIL things. Uh, Of course, there is what they call the 502circle.com where you can donate there to help with the NIL situation here in Louisville. Okay. Uh, I'm not very familiar with all that. I donate regularly each year to the basketball program, as well as other sports at L out of my own personal account. But uh, give me a little more scoop on this 502 circle, and it's, a, it's an independent NIL collective, Jeff, from what I understand.
2: Yeah, I, I don't – I'm not super familiar with it either. Uh, but, yeah, it is a – group of people who are pooling their money to uh create opportunities for players to use their name image and likeness in the in the public space. Um and, but it's like a it's it's a weird pooled thing rather than uh you know paying a player for an individual appearance. It's, it's you know here you if, if you're pro- con- contributing to the pool, if you're a member of the pool or something, then you can, you know, request players be available or something. I, I'm not exactly sure how, how it fully works. Um, I, I think a lot of this is still, you know, being figured out. It's right? magic. Yeah. So.
1: I think you, you look at the, the original arguments around name image, name, image, and likeness, and even look back before that to... Uh, when players were getting paid without like outside the confines of NCAA rules. Right. We right. we don't have to pretend that we don't know yeah. that was going on. And, right. and the, the MO was, you know, a major car dealer in XYZ city would say, hey, if you come to my to our school, you know, you can work this job, quote unquote, and, and you know you'll get paid and do this. And then and then the NCAA said, Well, you can't have a job if you're, you know, a scholarship athlete. So that kind of poo-pooed that too, but they've still managed to work around that. And when NIL was coming up, people were like, Well, major booster universities are gonna have, you know, that same place that owned a car dealership. Now they'll just uh give someone a large sum of money that is allegedly within the market value based on the NIL rules, but a large sum of money to appear in a poorly acted commercial that they run twice, and, and that gets to, to count. And Louisville, while there's a lo- fair amount of money here, it's usually not uh, single large donors in something like that. So they create the NIL collectives, and other universities have very similar things where you've you've got major players coming together pooling resources you know having the ability for regular joes to also contribute and then i assume i don't i'm not involved so i have no idea but i assume have some board of directors that is deciding like how they're going to try and use that money Uh, probably uh, under the table conversations (laughs) with coaching staffs about who they want to pursue and what they want to do to try and maintain players and and that kind of thing that would be my guess of how that nil collective is doing their business and making it happen
0: others are chiming in on this whole situation and one of the larger ones that i saw a little while back which i was impressed by came out of angel mccartney if anybody knows about louisville basketball they most certainly know about angel mccartney right i'm going to say probably the most popular and successful player that has ever played for the cards. Uh, and you can debate that if you want She's definitely in the top three but mm-hmm. Angel says it's a very interesting time when young players are not excited to be professional athletes because they get paid more in college. I'll repeat that last sentence because they get paid more in college. We need to flip this narrative college players should be excited to go to the next level and to be professionals. Uh, And I guess it could be true. Well,
1: it's a smack at the NBA who, for reasons unknown, continues to refuse to support and adequately um, bring along the WNBA in ways that everyone has repeatedly said that they should. And uh, if you're getting stars like Haley Van Lith, um, who's not gonna going to even potentially want to pursue a WNBA career isn't coming out early. She's just gonna transfer after graduating. Um, Caitlin Clark returns for t- the umpteenth year when she should go pro and get while the getting's good. But there's no good getting to get. Like the yeah. going to the in- WNBA is a loss for her if she's getting good NIL money at Iowa to mm-hmm. put up absurd numbers in college. She could just as easily put up absurd numbers in the WNBA, but if she gets drafted by some team that's in a nowhere market where nobody knows or nobody cares, you know, she's not going to make money. She's going to make her $48,000 or whatever as a rookie <laughs> for a WNBA team. And, and you know, it's, it's a loss. And it's, it's a squarely on the shoulders of the NBA and the WNBA who refuse to make the moves they should to to change that. And, you know, they're missing out on exciting basketball and advancing, like, the women's game at the pro level for reasons uh, indescribable. Uh, Yeah, that's where I am with it.
0: Got to wonder on a sidebar here, fellas, what kind of effect it will have on the Louisville women's basketball attendance for next season. Certainly we have a very fanatical fan base. They, uh, one of the best, most attended college women's basketball programs in the nation. I think we were, were fifth this year or fourth fifth. consistently fifth. in the top five. What? Is that, do you see this affecting that at all, guys? Or Are people going to come out to see what the new product looks like? What's your take on this? Because obviously L must be kind of worried in the background about this saying, Ah, we were getting 8,000 in here last year, and now we're getting 7,000 or 6,500. What's going on here? What's your all's take on that?
2: I don't think it'll be that big a deal. I think by November this will have washed over and won't be that big a deal anymore.
1: I was going to say winning solves all woes. Right, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, Win- the, the, the the fans have been there for um, for Louisville through changing eras as far as the players go um they're gonna they're gonna come out and if louisville's winning games in november then they're gonna find whatever player this player or players that they want to you know be their next big supporters and uh they're gonna support the team it, i i think that's what louisville women's basketball fans have shown uh that yeah. to be their character over the decade and a half though or come on coming up on two decades that that wall's been here
0: and an interesting one that I received, actually, this was via text from a friend of mine that earlier this morning was like, yes, Walls has done great things at Louisville. Without what he's done, we couldn't even be the places we're at now. But when a senior superstar leaves the program like this, doesn't it kind of scream out, I don't know if I can win a title here? No. That has to be some sort of wake-up call to others considering our program.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I, I it, <laughs> it makes you wonder, though. It's extremely speculative, not even knowing where Haley Van Litt is going to end up. That's true. If she goes to some nowhere school where she's just going to be a star and make money on and off the court, uh, then obviously it wasn't about not winning a championship at Louisville. I, right. Like I said, if she goes to, if she goes to UConn or, um. If she goes to Miami, she's not going to go to Miami to win a championship. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, so. sorry, Hurricanes. Like, you, you made yeah. your first... I mean, they're a they're they're good team. They're not going to win a championship next year.
0: They're not going to win Even if
1: they add Haley Van Litt. So. Yeah.
0: You're going to be getting hate mail from Katie Meyer. Oh, no. In case, be careful. <laughs> what do you mean we're not? We're Shaking a contender.
1: It'll it be a lost uh, in the mail He's on scared. its way from Florida to here. Yeah.
0: I mean, if it wasn't bad enough, we found out earlier today that the... Top 50 best college cheerleaders in in D1. Louisville was sixth, sixth out of the top 50. Uh, WKU was ranked higher. Go figure that one. UK was ranked second. Eh, don't know about that. Uh, Alabama was first in what? Best college cheerleaders
1: what, what rank well, I mean, our six? our college cheerleaders won a national championship yesterday, so I don't know. What yeah. they... <laughs> They're yeah.
0: ranked sixth, though. They're actually ranked sixth. I... And there are so many different categories yeah. when you come to the this... Oh, the NDA. Is... Yeah.
2: yeah, well, and keep in mind, you mentioned Kentucky. Kentucky and, and Louisville compete in different organizations in cheerleading. That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of a bizarre non-comparison. I don't, I don't think anybody is
1: coming to U of L for women's basketball because the cheerleaders are good.
0: Yeah. I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't think, you don't think that's like again, a draw for most you of them. You those. never know what motivates some people. <laughs> Athletes. You know, And perhaps Haley just got upset about the whole blue shoes issue that developed <laughs> earlier this year. And just said, to heck with it. I'm going to a school that's got blue in their color. Belong
1: <laughs> University, their primary <laughs> color is blue. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the saint John Johnnys up there in new york city there's right? got blue in there no I don't know for that for sure but it it was something that kind of a i don't know, kind of changed what the whole stature of what we were going to talk about today yeah, on the broadcast certainly. as a, certainly we wanted to review a little bit of softball and i i, I guess maybe it's time to just kind of let the let the horse sit here for a minute and catch its breath, and let's go ahead and move on to another race as uh, mm-hmm. softball. It actually came into the series against Notre Dame with a better record and some things uh, going for them. And then all of a sudden, boom, Case, what has happened here? We've lost our first two games of the series to Notre Dame.
1: Uh, yeah, Louisville was on a, a nine-game conference winning streak. Uh, which looked a little better than it really was. They in the midst had lost some non-conference games, including uh, to Charlotte, um, but nine nine-game conference winning streak hadn't lost since uh, losing those first two of their se- of the season to Duke, um, and promptly lost two in a row to to Notre Dame, who is at uh, twenty three and ten. Like you mentioned, uh, entering the series, Louisville was twenty four and. 24 and 10, Notre Dame, 21 and 10 and one. Uh, I haven't dug into where that tie <laughs> comes from, but.
0: The cards were a little higher up there. Yeah, yeah. I think they called, ran and Called those, game and a yeah, drop dead dates, so, you know, we got to go like catch that. a flight yeah. out of here. Yeah. So this game has yeah. to be over. By I think
1: global had a, a, or was on the, they were on the books for a tie with Florida State last year before they walked it off, I think. Um, yeah. But, uh Yeah, it it was kind of a tale of two games as well in the first one. Um, Louisville gets a pretty dominant pitching performance uh, from Taylor Roby. Zabala, not a great one. Um, Only gave up one run, solo home run, uh, but got chased from that inning after also giving up a double and a walk. Uh, Roby comes in, four and two thirds, uh, no runs, just one hit. Um, Louisville was only able to scatter six hits. Uh, across seven innings. So they, they lose that game one nothing. And then um, last night, uh, kind of the exact opposite. Louisville scores six. Uh, Taylor Roby gets smoked in an inning and a third. Uh, Sam Boo gets smoked in an inning and two-thirds. Um, Cassie Grizzard not able to do a whole lot. And then uh, Gabby Holloway came in. She pitched three scoreless at a really good outing, but Louisville was down uh, 13 to five at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was a,
0: yeah, run rule.
1: Uh. Yeah, they, they survived a run rule. Um, they were down 10 runs, entering the bottom half of the fourth. Uh, never were actually in a run rule threat because they scored two runs in the bottom of the fourth then. Um, and uh, they were able to score one more in the fifth. And like I said, Gabby Holloway gave them the opportunity, but uh, they weren't able to do anything else. So after... A fantastic night of pitching but a sluggish night on defense or on uh, offense they put up quite a bit of numbers corby otis uh five for five on base uh, four hits and a hit by pitch so a huge night from her um sarah gordon was three for five uh you had a lot of good performances at the plate uh and not a lot of good performances in the circle so um I put in the article that it was a bit like Goldilocks. They'll hope to find somewhere in the middle uh, to salvage to salvage a win today and not be swept in this series. Because, uh, as another thing I said, they've got some good wins um, that would stand out to the NCAA selection committee, but they're now two-thirds of the way through the season, maybe three-quarter. It's time to start getting some more and stop getting uh, some some ugly losses and if they're wanting to make the tournament which we may or may not have heard could be uh quite impactful uh to that team <laughs> <laughs> um whether whether the, the their name is selected or not
0: I mean that's what's the seriousness of this that you read into it is this the start of a long losing streak jeff or is it just one of those things that happen in the course of a season you have a couple of bad games back to back it doesn't mean you're horrible or anything like that what's your take on this uh
2: i i, I don't think it's inherently a, a beginning of a of a big losing streak um this is a you no know, there's some talent on this team there's some quality players on this team some quality offense available um it's you know like we've talked about. It's mostly small ball uh, that we see. Um, you know, credit to Notre Dame for having having a good team that has been able to counter our play pretty well. Um, you know, but you know, as Case mentioned, it's it, we really got to start putting some wins together because I think it, I think it is important that we make the NCAA tournament this year. Um, there's gonna, I think I, I think there may be some pretty warm seats if if we don't so um we've shown that we have quality play that can can do well it, we just got to start putting it together um it's 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 a bit curious that the the talent that is on this team hasn't put together more wins in my mind
1: you look at this game too there this series so after the Notre Dame series Louisville has just one more home series Uh, on their ACC schedule. They've got Boston College coming in at the end of April. They're at Florida State, which will be tough to pick up wins there. Um, And they're at Virginia, which you would hope they can win that series. And then they're bringing in – or like I mentioned, they've got the the four non-conference – or sorry, five, six non-conference games. Uh, They've got a doubleheader against uh, Oakland. In the midst of that, they're going to play Oklahoma – that could be unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. They're, they're going to have their work out good team there. <laughs> for them uh, in one of the, the powerhouses of softball. You know, you could make a big statement if you win that game. But even if you won that game, if you then go on a run, which I don't think they are. I agree with Jeff. I think that this is just a blip. You know, you had uh, a cold offensive game, um, and then you had a cold pitching game. It's unfortunate when... Those two things. It, you would almost rather both of them happen at the same time <laughs> than to have one or the other, right? Uh, because you're Absolutely. more than likely going to lose if you have one or the other. So you might as well just have them at the same time and get them out of the way uh, and lose one game badly. But uh, yeah, it, the opportunity for big wins is running out. So you cannot afford uh, mediocre or bad losses uh, at this stage.
0: And a lot of it could also come down to the final series of the season, that's over the Derby weekend, where, which is right to do. Traditionally, teams tend to not play on the Louisville campus during Derby weekend. Smart, okay, smart thinking. A very smart move indeed. Yes, because of traffic concerns, ties, attention, attendance, everything else. But the cards will actually be down at Florida State for three game season regular season ending series Uh, and Florida state obviously pretty good in softball. So that series right there could be very, very important to depend on whether Louisville is going to get a bid to the NCAA tournament or not. How strong is the ACC considered to be in the scheme of things this year in division one women's softball? These things to be determined later on, certainly, I think the main thing on everybody's mind right now is this come on cards let's see if we can win this one and then maybe you know you get your annual rivalry with with iu coming up after that and that that's fine well and good uh, i don't know what i has got going but we'll see uh but i'm sure holly april is probably thinking to herself i'm throwing my best pictures at here mm-hmm. and i'm getting panted pretty well
2: a number of them number of very good pictures
0: so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with that, with the cards. Be watching, interesting, and uh, the fact that today's game is on the ACC network proper. Well, what do you think the discussion is going to be about Van Lith? Yeah. Do you think they morph over into talking about women's basketball? The Cardinals stunned by the loss of Haley Van Lith, who was best known for her pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw that byline from our one great newspaper. Haley Van Lith, best known for her pigtails. Yeah, that was cringe. I mean, what else did she do here in oh, yeah. three years? Oh, she had like her pigtail.
2: Like I said, it's not wrong, but yeah, it's pretty cringe.
0: <laughs> That's it's like, is that really what you saw? Yeah. Unnamed writer in her three years here. OK, fine. My favorite was when she would get into a press conference, sit up there at the podium after the game. And she would immediately grab a stat sheet and look at it and you'd see her shake her head and then kinda nod and then shake her head. She was scanning that whole stat sheet in the space of about twenty seconds. Yeah. Just boom. There it was. So we shall see. Best of luck, of course, the softball. Say try to take one today against the Irish. Let's hope that they do. Uh, but we still haven't talked lacrosse and in the few minutes we've got left here, let's go ahead and, and go ahead and pay a little, you know, deference to the lacrosse program because they actually go to Virginia Tech today, guys, and this one will start at noon. Uh, from what I can tell, it is on the ACC Network Extra, so if you want to watch it online, certainly do that. Uh, the Virginia Tech squad that, you know, is... is 6-6 six and six on the season, 2-4 and four in the ACC. Uh, they do have a win over Duke on Saturday, last Saturday. Uh, it went to triple overtime. Go imagine that. But they did beat Duke. So they're coming in with a bit of a head steam because I think Duke was in the top 20 at the time. Uh, so they're going to be defending their home turf with a little bit of steam. Uh, Louisville does lead the overall series against them. Uh, and the Cards actually did beat them last year. Of course, it was at the Louisville Lacrosse Stadium, fourteen to eleven. So, I'll ask you guys, how important is today's game to Scott Teeter and his program? Whoever wants to go uh, first, jump forward.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's a little similar to to softball that we need to start getting some wins. Uh, I think I think maybe that seat's getting a little warm as well, and. And, you know, like the comment was made earlier, wins, cures all ills. Um, that's 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 a, another place where there needs to be some advancement. You know, I think we've seen better play uh, out of the team, but, you know, the wins aren't coming yet, and that's still part of what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, being four and 8 on the season, obviously not to – Anything that's going to get you into the postseason tournament, uh, but it's something that you got to worry about a little bit. I think as far as not only coaching longevity, but also recruits. Yep, bringing yeah. in players.
1: And it's not just four and eight; it's uh, four and eight after starting four and two. Um, yeah. you, you know, you lose to Marquette, who you've traditionally been able to beat, albeit on the road. But that's just the way it is. Um. Showed fight against. I think what's unfortunate is that, uh, Louisville is just able to be outlasted, against the team. Some of the teams that are better than them. Um, you look at Boston College. They led that game five to nothing. They lost nineteen to eight. That's not good. Uh, they trailed North Carolina nine to seven. They lost twenty to seven. Um, smoked by Syracuse. Smoked by Ohio State. You know lost 19-8 to at Clemson. Clemson is, I'm pretty sure, like a brand new team. Yeah, first year. First year, ranked in the top 25. We've given Scott Teeter a lot of time, and we've talked about how Louisville needed to be rebuilding their program, but they had a program. (laughs) They had a program that could be rebuilt. Clemson didn't have a program, and they're ranked in the top 25 in their first season, and they're beating Louisville by double digits. Um I think today you have to win. We're to the point where when you have games that you should win, you can win. You have to win them. It's. I'm running a bit out of grace personally, <laughs> um, but I don't make any decisions, and it doesn't really matter what I think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you finally won your first ACC conference game it was like that's great and then the next year you won another one you're like okay wish we would have won two so if you go another year where you only win one conference game it's not it doesn't work that way so uh yeah i I think they should i think they kind of have to win today
0: i I know that scott has got has built a very good staff with alexis Mm -hmm. morrisette obviously a fantastic player in her own right has been a very good assistant coach she's got mm the Uh, Daly in here now too, who is a very good coach in her own right in the Northeast. But it's it's kind of interesting to read some of Scott's post-game descriptions of the action. Is it's just like, well, we just didn't come out right at the start of the game very strong, and then next week you read, well, you know, we just didn't start the second half well. So basically, I think the job number one for this little lacrosse team, guys. It's just to put together 40 solid minutes mm-hmm. with no hiccups, no burps, no five-minute stretches where they outscore you five to nothing. Uh, a full 40-minute or 48-minute, whatever the time, 60-minute maybe, uh, consistent performance, four-quarters of it. Uh, am I wrong here? I,
1: no. No. <laughs> no <laughs> it, you, sometimes coaches kind of give away the game themselves right you, you say something that you look at it and you're like well that's all a coaching thing right like you know, <laughs> uh i was just looking at the women's lacrosse standings for the acc for some reason the website only goes back to 2018 uh but that is kind of <laughs> irrelevant since louisville is at the bottom every year you look at like 2018 2019 2020 they were 0 and two but neither of those are wins uh Louisville had no wins in 2018 and 2019, bottom of the league. 2021, 2022, they had one win. They were bottom of the league. In 2023, they have one win. They're not in last because <laughs> they beat Pitt. Pitt's 0 and 7. Uh, but if Pitt sneaks a win, <laughs> if Pitt sneaks two wins, um you know they're tied with Duke at one and five. But they got to play Duke, and if Duke wins, then you know that's not gonna it's not gonna turn out great. I Louisville was competitive uh before things kind of blew up um in lacrosse and you would expect some downtime uh but like i said you have a team that existed and you're trying to rebuild a program you're not trying to start from scratch that clemson team that i mentioned that was 22nd when they beat louisville they've only won two conference games (laughs) that they're uh one tied for one spot ahead of Louisville in the in the league, uh, with two wins. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's something that Louisville needs to get figured out. Like I said, they got to win games.
0: And, and Jeff, one of the big narratives, and then we'll kind of morph into final thoughts after your thoughts on this is that, yeah, but we did all that great stuff back when we were in the Big East, and now we're in the premier conference for women's lacrosse in the nation. The ACC, so we have to expect it's going to take a little time to get up there with the front runners. And it, uh, yes, yeah, it, has- it is a very good conference. But are we still the best conference here? I mean,
2: uh, it's close. I think there's, I think there's better parity than they used to but I do think oh, ACC yeah. is still the top conference. Um, and you know, I think the argument is that we've we've had some time, right, um, to to get acclimated to this conference and and. Increase our level to, of play to that level, and it's
1: our ninth year in the ACC.
0: Right? Yeah, it's. I, I don't. You know, believe it did well.
2: I was totally willing to, to, to give uh, compensation to say, hey, we're jumping into a, an incredibly brutal conference. It's going to take us a little while before we start getting some wins. I was totally willing to do that. I've, I've done that. <laughs> it's it's now time to start getting those wins, though. So yeah.
0: So. We'll see what kind of happens with Scott Teeter today. Uh, certainly with softball, the best of luck today to try to win their series and we'll continue to, uh, I guess, read the reaction to Haley saying, I won't be back next year again. A uh, fun and interesting day in sports in some aspects. A very disappointing and, and, and heart-rendering day in some days for Cardinal fans who Fell in love with a little girl with pigtails who decided she wanted to go play elsewhere. And that kind of sums it up. Uh, final thoughts, gang. Uh, Case, why don't you start us out this week?
1: Yeah, uh, shout out to Elia Welter, who continues to uh, be dominant in pole vault for UofL in uh, picking up the mantle after Gabrielle Leone graduated. Um, and then also today is the officially the 10th anniversary of the UofL Men's National Championship. In 2013 so uh go cards on that
0: absolutely indeed jeff what you got for me
2: uh just quick update on volleyball spring play uh would be play ohio state tonight um it is on Big Ten plus uh, as we talked about earlier uh, but, uh, last week, uh, just to kind of put some context on last week's play where we played athletes unlimited, the pro volleyball league. Uh, we are still, I think the only team to have taken a set off of that team. Uh, and, and in fact, we took two of them. We played them to five sets for the match, but, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, they've since then played at Minnesota and Wisconsin. And I think, and I'm I was trying to look up, i was trying to figure out what they did, uh, in when they were at Ohio State, they played two two sets that were Ohio State versus AU, and then they started jumbling up the, the, the uh, rosters. Had AU and OSU players on both sides of the net. And I think they did that at both Wisconsin and Minnesota for the whole time. So there's really not a comparison there. So at this point, we're still the only team to have, pure college team to have taken any sets off of well, this. They AU. might have done that to Louisville if Louisville hadn't won the second set right exactly like, wait, a, uh, wait a second wait, wait, hang on yeah you know well but they did uh you know credit to kentucky they played uh pure kentucky versus au the whole time and, and lost zero to four
0: so you know
2: but credit to them for sticking off of that they were close it was a close four uh but uh all four were close but uh yeah so we're still i think we're still the only team to have taken a set off this au team as, as pure competition so that's pretty impressive.
0: Good things there for Holly and uh, also not Holly. I'm thinking, of, I'm sorry, I'm still on softball frame of mind. Good things there, obviously, for Danny Boom, Buzz Boom Kelly, and their group there as they Danny, prepare. Them. Danny
2: Boom. I like it. <laughs> Danny Bus- <laughs> Dilly, Dilly yeah.
0: Boom. Uh, we'll see how it turns out for them when it comes into the season. Uh, certainly some great pieces back for that program to jump in and play. Yeah. And hopefully Anna Beer can come out and return to her former greatness with the yeah. injury and such. But uh, I, I Just final thoughts here. I know that a lot of Cardinal fans, if anything, based on the emails and the texts that I'm getting here this morning, are very upset about the whole List situation. Let me just kind of try to stop you all before you, as I mentioned to the guys earlier, get the tar and feathers and want their head to go crucify Jeff Walls for letting this player go. Uh, this is not coach's fault in the least. Jeff Walls is a, just a coach of a major college program and does not have this magical thought control for his players. If a player seeks another opportunity elsewhere, then a player more times than not will go get it. And a coach is basically perilous to stop them unless you want to get into the whole ugly world of bribery which has been talked about unfortunately by some readers on Facebook and Twitter as well that there are people bribing people to do certain things and other stuff like that and forget about it it's a sport kids come to play if they love it they stay if they don't they go away remember that little phrase and I think you'll be fine We certainly want to thank you for joining us today on the broadcast and for myself, Jeff, and Case. Uh, Everybody have a great weekend, and go Cards!
1: Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.